Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball models in the course of this episode. Let's cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on the evening of Saturday, May 6th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pictsofthprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Reminder, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description, folks. There are three A-grade plays here on Saturday. Not talking about any of them on the show today, specifically because there are six totals that I like. And so those are the six games that I'm covering here. That's not to say I don't want to play a single total outside of this, but these are my six favorite totals. So we're going to see how these totals go. Talk about the games as well, but none of them happen to be in any of the games that the model gave an A grade to. So again, that information is over on Dub Club. It's under a dollar a day. That link is in the show description to get signed up there and get the A grade plays. They've been carrying us through this baseball season. I think the B grades will come back around. They've been such a roller coaster. They were terrible. They were great. They were terrible. They were great. They were terrible. It's been up and down. I think those will do okay in the long run. Kind of been talking about that. It's just been a roller coaster, but those A grade plays continue to do so well. So, again, if you're interested in that, Dub Club is a place to be under $1 a day remember that sports are unpredictable so the discussion on this show projects a typical game does not try to forecast it to a t as that would be a foolish and impossible goal take a long-term view right here and don't get distracted by the weird baseball things that happen the extra innings the bullpens blowing it the 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 script that i wrote from day one was about closers blowing knife inning leads and you could extend that just to bullpens they could be the most frustrating thing in baseball they're going to give up runs it's just that when a starter goes seven innings you kind of expect them to give up runs at some point but when a bullpen pitch is less the brain is a harder time accepting it and so it's just a lot of variability in baseball it's long term not short term so we're looking at the totality of plays any individual day can be up and down and the longer the balance is out and the strength of the model shines through and slowly increases our bankroll and that's hopefully why you are here but as i'm always saying please understand good and bad variants will occur so as much as i'd like to say every single day will be impossible unfortunately that's just an impossible reality for any better uh again mentioned evening games here there are some day games on saturday we're getting to the point of the season i think kind of going forward for the most part we're going to be mostly doing saturday night games until we get back to the very end of the season as it's getting hotter around the country so the teams have scheduled more night games in the afternoon in general that'll get really extreme in the heat of the summer uh, if you're interested in those day game plays again those are all on dub club as well before we get to the games we are going to cover here tonight some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications you won't miss any of the college basketball and there'll be college football content that this channel provides again remember i'll have a grade money then plays returning four units again none of those cover on today's show unfortunately but the b grade plays will return us three and the c return two and you'll get to see exactly how i'm proportioning things out on the screen all the total plays i'm going to recommend i'm doing it flat betting uh, to win one unit. So those will have a little bit, re it'll return like a 2.2 or something. And I kind of want that schedule or 2.1, kind of want that spliced in between the B and the C grades closer to the C because there's more variability on totals. And so because that, I just want a little bit less invested on those totals, but there are again, six that I like, hopefully we can go five and one or four and two on it. But without any further ado, let's get to it. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. 6.35 p.m. Eastern, Blue Jays at the Pirates. 
Uh, listen, y'all know my feelings about Jose Barrios. Not as bad as the numbers. 529 ERA advanced metrics say it should be about 330. I've mentioned the home road splits. I'm just not buying. That's a real thing. Drastically different than the other pitcher. He might pitch a little bit worse on the road. But I still think he's a better pitcher than Johan Oviedo, who also has done better. I think based off the underlying metrics, I think he's a better pitcher than his 478 ERA. And that's part of the reason why the model is telling us to take this under. I do like it under nine as the model projects 8.4. Talk about 70 degrees at start, 60 degrees at close. Wind will be blowing in at about five miles an hour. So maybe offsetting a tiny bit of a slightly warmer start to the day. But I just think we're getting some value in this total because I think both of these pitchers are a little bit undervalued. I think they're both better than their ERAs and what most people think. And so I love the under nine here having that push protection there. Pretty strong total play. With regards to the side, I'm going to back the Blue Jays at minus 145. It's not the greatest value in the world. That's why it's only a C grade. Sidelines, this should be Blue Jays minus 140. So if it it dips into the minus 130s. I like the Blue Jays a little bit more. For the Pirates, I'd be looking at getting a price needing closer to plus 150. Right now, I'm only seeing about plus 130. So the Pirates price just isn't there. But again, I record this so far ahead of time, I never know where the number's going to move. So hopefully, kind of giving you some information about where, if the number moves, where you want to play it. Again, that's the benefit that all the people on Dub Club get is they get the exact number that the model needs for an A grade play. So if you're with us on Dub Club, hopefully you're taking advantage of that and you can see as the number moves where there is value and where there's not. I know a couple people in the Discord chat are doing that, talking about that. So again, another reason to sign up there. I'm looking for a much higher number on the Pirates that I can get. Blue Jays, though, is the way I'd play it here at minus 145. Just not quite good enough to get up to that B grade. Again, that'd be better than minus 140. The issue here, Blue Jays hitting the ball really well. They're the better team. Their bullpen is probably pretty comparable to the Pirates. Both these bullpens are pretty average. And the and Barrios, again, I think is the better pitcher. But on the road, it's just not one where I want to lay too much. I just don't think minus 145 is the is the is one of the stronger plays of the day. So that's why I'm only just sprinkling a little bit on the Blue Jays. And the main focus actually here is the under nine is my more favorite play in this game. 6.40 p.m. Eastern, White Sox at the Reds. Uh, let's get the, the, the tough part out of the way. We're going to back the White Sox. Uh, that's always scary, of course, at plus 110. Sideline says this is 50-50, that it should be a straight-up coin toss game and who really knows who wins the reason why is the White Sox offense is competent and the model does not like the Reds offense. Uh, the Reds offense is going to have good raw statistics over the course of the season, especially in the summer because of the ballpark that they play in. They play in one of the most hitter friendly ballparks in the country. And so that's going to make their offense look better from a counting statistics standpoint. But when you look at any of the park neutral stuff, the Reds offense just is not really that good. And that's why the model thinks the White Sox need a chance here. They have the better starting pitcher in this game and Nick Lodolo. Neither bullpen rates well at all. And both of them are just yeah, yeah <laughs> bad. But uh, Nick Lodolo, while he's the better pitcher, not done well this year. 616 ERA, kind of surprising. The advanced metrics say it should be in the upper fours. That's a far cry from his projection. I project him going forward to be in the upper threes. So a really rough season for Lodolo, a guy who I think is one of the stronger pitchers on this team, but just hasn't done it so far. You compare that with Mike Clevenger, who's just honestly, I think, barely hanging on to just one spot better than a guy like Sean Manaya I talked about yesterday. Just Good enough to stick around, but I mean, just just barely. 460 area in the season. The advanced metrics say it should be in the mid-fives, and I promise you, if he ends up in the mid-fives, he's only going to be pitching for the White Sox if they're out of it. They just don't feel like they've got anything better at AAA because it's not 
quality pitching. So Reds do have the edge here at starting pitcher, but the White Sox offense is so much stronger than the Reds that even though this game's in Cincinnati, the model just says straight coin toss, take the plus 110, be great value because getting a little bit of value there based off that dime of mispriced uh, odds that we could take advantage of. Not quite to an A grade, a little bit higher, and it gets to the A grade. Personally, some of these that are borderline, though, you can kind of say if it's close, you know, a cent or two, there's rounding error, and you fudge it based off what you like. I wouldn't make this an A grade. Not that it's not a smart play. I think it's a very smart play. It's just the White Sox have been so rough this year, and I just have no faith in Clevenger. I, I, I like being it right here at a B grade where I have some investment in it because it's a smart play. And look, baseball's got over 2,000 games in the season. I want to make smart plays because even if I hate them in the long run, the smart plays are going to work out for us. But I just don't want to be over-invested in a play that it's hard to stomach. So I think the White Sox here got some value at plus 110. Not the strongest play of the day, but worth the investment just because who knows what's going to happen in this game. So plus 110 on either side would be valuable. It just happens to be that people think this Reds team is better than the model does. Total, like in the total play here, going over nine or over nine and a half, you're going to have to lay some juice if you're going with over nine. And that's what I'd recommend here because that push protection on the number of nine is so valuable. And that's how I'm playing it. You're looking about minus 115 to play the over nine. That's my pick here. So the model projects 10.2. Mentioned Great American Ballpark, one of the more hitter-friendly ballparks in the country. It's not going to be a hot day, but we will be seeing uh, mid-70s to start, closing around 70 degrees, winds mostly blowing across. It'll be shifting towards end as the day goes along, as the night goes along so we're looking to get more runs at the start so if you were going to play a first five i definitely think the first five over makes a lot of sense based off of the weather because the fact that as the wind shifts towards in and the temperatures get cooler the ball's not going to fly as much here's the thing both of these bullpens are terrible. So personally, while the first five over makes a lot of sense, the bullpens being so terrible doesn't really matter if the ball's not carrying quite as much. These bullpens might walk runners in. We've seen both of them do that this year. So, you know, it's one of those things where the full game, I think, offers a little bit higher of a of a wiggle room for error. Uh, in that even though the temperature and the wind kind of hurts us as the game goes along, these bullpens are just so bad. I want the full nine. So I'm going over nine full game. If you want to do first five, go for it. But over nine full game, a strong play here. And again, sprinkle a little bit on the White Sox, just too much value to pass. Even the White Sox have been terrible. They're not quite as bad as they've looked. They're going to do better than this. As the season goes along, and a team like the Reds is the perfect team to take that, take advantage of that against. Speaking of bad teams... 7, 10 p.m. Eastern, the only two teams in baseball who have yet to get to 10 wins, Athletics and the Royals. Uh, terrible baseball. D do not watch uh, under any circumstances. But uh, it might be entertaining. I think there's going to be a lot of runs, and it's another game I'm going over. This one, you're debating between 9.5 and, and 10. And based off the numbers I'm seeing right now, it's a real coin toss. The difference between those two is about 15 cents, and I'm seeing over nine and a half at minus 120 and over 10 and about minus 105. Those are about equivalent. If I could get over 10 at even money, I want that over, over nine and a half at minus 120. Or if I can get over nine and a half at minus 115, I want that over or instead of over 10 at minus one, about 15 cents is the true value there. So if you can um, find a slightly better price, depending on where you're shopping around and where the number goes, uh, that's the way to go, but less concerned about the push protection, anything on nine, have 10 because nine's more where it's at nines, you know, odd number sevens, nines, elevens, or where those push protections are more valuable, 10 less. So 
less likely to push. So going over 10 and saving yourself from the odds makes some sense. If you don't really know, split your wager between the two, put half a unit on each one. But I think there's going to be so many runs in this game. I'm not sure it's going to matter. Model projects 10.7. And the only saving grace that there shouldn't be a lot of runs in this is the fact that Brady Singer is probably still a good pitcher against an inept A's offense. Here's the catch. Singer's been terrible this year, 849 ERA. And while the advanced metrics say it should be closer to five, that's still not good. And if I put in that we've got a five ERA pitcher in this game rather than what he projects at, which is upper threes, the projected total would jump into the 11s. So if Singer doesn't get something together, this game's going to might get to 20. I mean, with how many runs the, the Royals should be able to score against this A's team on a day like today. I'll talk about the weather here shortly. But, you know, it's just it, it, it sets up to be like that game that Cousin Jerry and I talked about. Kansas City, hitter-friendly ballpark, warm day, wind blowing, all that sort of thing, all sorts of runs. Folks, we're talking about starting off at 92 degrees. And it's not 100, but 92, the ball is still going to carry. It's still going to finish around 80 degrees. Wind will be blowing out to start off over 15 miles an hour. It'll die down as the night goes along, but still be close to 10. Another one where if you want to go first five over, you can. Again, the downside there is you're bringing Singer more prom into the game, and he is supposed to be a better pitcher. He still projects to be a better pitcher. His data from last year is more important as on, on totality than the six games he's had this year. But those six games he had this year also matter more than any six he had last year. So those six are waiting heavier, but they don't outweigh last year and, and, year, and the year before. They don't outweigh that. But it's just, it's going the wrong direction. He was a guy who was could be counted on as, as a as a good pitcher as their ace, not an ace necessarily on any other team, but good enough to be like a number two or a number three on most other teams. And this year that hasn't been the case. So downside of the first five, if Singer gets it together, and honestly, who better to get it together against than the A's? It might be more like, you know, four-nothing after five innings, or the Royals are doing their part. But maybe the A's aren't scoring. Maybe the A's have a better chance to score against a below-average Royals bullpen. I, I don't really know how that'll play. So I'm just going to take the full game and not worry about it. That way, I've, I've got the bullpens involved. Both bullpens are but A's bullpen, potentially historically bad. Royals bullpen below average. Waldachuk getting the start for the A's. Terrible starting pitcher. 726 ERA. The underlying metrics say it should be right about there. I mean, there's... Again, the only way there's not runs in this game is if Singer shuts down the A's. But even then, the Royals should score a lot of runs. The Royals might get 10 runs by themselves in this game. Again, the ball is going to be flying. And as I mentioned, comparing April to April last year, the differences in the baseball this year are stark in comparison. And what that's going to mean is that's going to mean on some hotter summer days with the wind blowing out, if pitchers aren't able to keep the ball on the ground, we're going to see some really high-scoring games. We saw it a couple days ago in the game Cousin Jared and I talked about in Kansas City. And I think we're probably going to see the same thing here. These A's pitchers are going to have a hard time time preventing runs in this one so think a ton of runs in this one loving the over we're also going back to royals here at minus 165 a b grade like i said i think singer's still probably singer's the best thing in this game and that's again maybe not saying much but he's still the best thing in this game in my opinion other than maybe a, a one-off of a couple headers uh but but the best unit i guess i would say if, if you're talking about reliever starters and offense is, is, is Brady Singer, and that's why we're backing the Royals here, this ace team. Again, we're going to back them a few times. We backed them the other day. It didn't work out. Uh, we got to pick our spots with them, and this isn't one of them. I think the Royals, this Royals team is, is quasi-competent, especially against a lefty. They're very right-handed heavy, and that bodes well for them facing a lefty. Like I said, I, Royals team total over. Another way to look at this, but I think the Royals can do can do some things here offensively, especially against a lefty. Their offense, I think, can look decent. Um and at home, minus 165, just too cheap of a price. Sideline says it should be minus 180. Minus 162 would be the required A grade price. So if it drops a nickel, you're to an A grade. So again, a strong play here on the Royals, strong play on the over. If you want to do the team total over, go for that as well. 
remember how the, the, that being the intersection of those, it's it's basically 100% correlated to those two two bets or 90 some percent probably uh, between those two bets combined. So uh, be careful about how many units you put on this game and think about how you're splitting those up. But again, over Royals, Royals team total over a lot of ways. You can play this one a lot of ways to make money on it, in my opinion. 7.15 p.m. Eastern, Brewers at the Giants. So a late afternoon start on the West Coast. Weather-wise, we'll be in the low 50s. Wind, not really much of a factor ever at this park. Alex Cobb and Colin Ray. Colin Ray has looked pretty good here for the Brewers, better than we ever expected. I'm not sure how much he'll come down to earth. And or, again, the model still kind of looking at it, projecting a lot of innings from the bullpen, which is not a bad thing. This Brewers bullpen just continues to retool and always looks pretty good. On the under in this game, under eight and a half as the model projects 7.6. Y'all know I love Alex Cobb. And with the way that Ray has pitched slash this Brewers bullpen, seems like a good under opportunity. The only fear on this under, and the reason I don't want people to go too heavy on it, is we have seen at times this ballpark in San Francisco, when the sun's out, play a little bit more hitter friendly. The sun should be out for most of this game, being that it's a 415 local start. Um, and so that's the reason not to go too heavy on it. But this feels like a game that should be a pitcher's duel, especially anytime you're involving Alex Cobb. 243 ERA I've been preaching about since last year. And the underlying metrics say it's not really a fluke. He's turning into one of the stronger pitchers in Major League Baseball, in my opinion. His rating now is down to a 79. Getting him into the 70s is pretty impressive, uh, as most of the really good, the, the top, top pitchers, Jacob DeGrom aside, are in the upper 60s, lower 70s. And Alex Cobb, you know, within throwing distance of that, which is kind of crazy given a couple of years ago, he was mostly a cast off and just, and completely written off as a pitcher. Uh, I'm going to actually back the Brewers in this one though, going against Alex Cobb, simply because the value proposition I think is here. While I do love Alex Cobb, the Brewers have done really well in Colin Ray starts. And again, part of that's the, the bullpen part of that's him. And again, I'm not really sure how much is which and allowing him to say, you don't have to go deep, taking that pressure off of him. Not really sure what it is, but this Brewers team's not bad when he's on the hill. And so the sideline sideline says it should be Giants minus one thirty five. They should be favored, uh, but they shouldn't be favored by this much. The current price I'm seeing on the Giants is minus one fifty five. So we're about twenty cents overpriced on that side, giving us a tiny bit of value here on the Brewers at plus one thirty eight B grade, risking barely over a unit to see if they can pull the upset and if they can get that offense going. I do have the Brewers offenses better than the Giants offense and their bullpen better than the Giants bullpen. So really, it's all about just weathering the storm early, getting this to the bullpen, and the Brewers have a great chance to pull it off if that happens. So be great on the Brewers and under as well. Two picks that I like, don't love, but both think that they're decent looks. If you want to take the intersection of those, of course, instead of playing either one of those, you could just take the Giants team total under might be another way to look. A little bit of value on that one as well. 8.40 p.m. Eastern, Dodgers at the Padres, of course, a series that everyone's focused on. Weather-wise in San Diego, about 60 degrees, mostly wind blowing across. Dustin May and Blake Snell, and with two pitchers that the model thinks are both pretty good, let's go under eight and a half. Obviously, these offenses are really good, but you should have basically a playoff atmosphere this entire weekend. I know it's early, but when some of these teams that are division rivals play, especially in a season like, like now with the new schedule going forward and they play fewer times, it kind of creates a little bit more of urgency, a little more intense in these games. Managers managing it more like a playoff game, getting those bullpens involved, mixing and matching and trying to keep the runs down. Eight and a half seems like too many with two above average pitchers. The other play, of course, I'm going with is the Dodgers here, plus 102, something even money in that ballpark. Models this is a toss-up, but here's the thing is I'm just still not convinced that Blake Snell's figured it out. ERA on the season, 528, and the underlying metrics say it should actually be just a little bit higher than that. And so what you're looking at with a guy like Snell is a guy who just – 
the underlying metrics still say it's not there yet. And as kind of a mention with, with Singer, I'm not saying that that matters more than what he did last year because he finished really well last year. It just means I'm not really excited to back him. Dustin May, I, I love this kid. I think he's legit. He doesn't necessarily always go very deep. Of course, with this Dodgers bullpen being at pretty full strength, it looks like at this point, and turning into one of the better bullpens in the country potentially, that really helps them out and allows him to just kind of focus and go harder and say five or six innings is all he really needs to get. And of course, with Snell's struggles, he's not even made five innings on average yet this uh, for, for this season. Uh, and that turns it over to a Padres bullpen that's decent at the back end, but doesn't have a lot of depth. So this sets up to be a pretty good matchup for the Dodgers. Easily a road game they can take. And anything around even money or plus odds, I think is a decent investment here. Backing the pitcher that I think is better. I'm very big on, hey, this guy's not as bad as he looked. Let's calm down. Let's not overreact. I've been preaching that on Jose Barrios all season, for instance. Hopefully he doesn't let us down here on Saturday as he's been mostly good to us this season. But I look at a guy like Blake Snell, and I just don't see any reason for the optimism like I do with some of the other pitchers that I'm saying, hold the phone. He's not that bad yet. Uh, Snell's just a guy that until he starts really turning around and I see better underlying metrics from him, he's a guy I will continue to want to fade, and that would be the case here. Again, you can look first five, but the Dodgers bullpen have such a big advantage. I'd rather just go for full game here and obviously I'll, i like being in markets that have less synthetic hold less juice involved and that way we're more likely to turn a profit slash turn a higher profit entering into better markets so i'm just sticking to the full game here not even overthinking about first five and saying even money or plus odds in the dodgers a strong play as well as the under again you can put those two together and go padres team total under but when i compare this to the giants game i like the dodgers a little bit more than like the brewers and i like the under here a little bit more than i like that under so that one was more of a I, I kind of like both, so maybe you put them together. This one, I do really like both. So if you're playing the intersection of those and playing Padres team total older, under, I'd put more on it. Or on this one, I might just play both and say I think they're strong plays by themselves uh, compared to uh, how I felt about the game before it. And then wrapping us up here, the light one, 9.40 p.m. Eastern. Ashes, the Mariners, and take the Ashes, the even money. Same thing here, coin tossy type game. So let's take anything that's even money or better on the Astros at a B grade. Projecting the roof closed, if it's open, that's even better because it's going to be a chilly night, as always in Seattle, because when is it not a chilly night in Seattle, it seems like. And so the model's projecting eight. If the roof actually is open, it'll project something in the sevens. Eight and a half is just too many runs here for two offenses that I just don't have a ton of faith in right now. Uh, and two pitchers that I'm just, I, I think, can at least be competent enough in a pitcher-friendly ballpark on either what's going to be a closed roof or a chilly night to keep the, the the total down into a reasonable number. So a strong underplay here under eight and a half. I'd love nine. I don't think we're going to get it. I still think under eight and a half is a good play. And like I said, maybe you just cross your fingers and, and the roof will be open. You never really know on something like that. Marco Gonzalez for the Mariners, not a great pitcher, slightly below average. Uh, Astros are project to do better against left-handed hitters. That's why I like the Astros angle to back them here because I think people don't quite realize that that's going to be the biggest advantage in this game is the Astros hitters against the lefty. They got a lot of righties and their lefties do hit lefties uh, pretty well. Not just a small sample size. I mean, you got two lefties in uh, Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez who hang in there against lefties better than the average lefty does. And so I think these, uh, this Astros lineup can take advantage of, of, of that. Again, here's the thing though, is that this Astros offense is, is not full strength to the point where I would say they can really, you know, put up like a 10 spot or something like that in a pitcher friendly ballpark um, with the injuries that the Astros have. I think they can do some damage on Gonzalez and by do some damage. I mean, that's like put up like four runs, right? I don't think they're going to score a ton. I just think they can score something. 
Mariners are going to have a hard time scoring in general, though, at home in that ballpark against any pitcher with a pulse, uh, just with the way that their offense has struggled, the way their offense projects. It's projected now down to an, a league average offense. And here's the thing about JP France for the Astros. Obviously, we don't know a lot about any prospect really coming up, and there's a lot of question marks. But the reason the model has done really well with younger players is because part of the projection simply has to do with how good the other pitchers are, namely in the bullpen, because it's a pretty simple comparison to make. Teams have really good bullpens don't call up pitchers from AAA to make starts. They tend to just go with bullpen games. Uh, teams that have uh, much weaker bullpens tend to call up starters from AAA that aren't very good uh, and or they might not be ready, but they have nothing else better. So you can kind of look at the team's strength and just get a pretty good feel for how good the prospect's going to be just based off how good the other players on the team are. Good teams don't need to call up prospects. Yeah, Astros are obviously a really good team. And so the fact that they're going with him inspires a little bit of confidence in the model to say he can do probably a decent job, again, especially in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So obviously bigger question marks with prospects, but I think we're getting a little bit of value value on the Astros here because people are like, oh, it's some kid that we've never heard of. He's not going to be Hunter Brown. I don't think Hunter Brown was the guy last year when the Astros called him up as an Astros fan. I said, hey, this guy's legit. Trust me. Like this isn't about this is about we got to go hard on this guy. And sure enough, he's turned out to be fantastic. I don't think he's quite to that level, but I think he's going to be pretty good. And the fact that the Astros bullpen is so strong and so deep. The fact that they're giving him the ball rather than going with Belak in a bullpen game tells me they have some faith in him, and that gives me faith in him because we're just kind of using their assessment to kind of be the proxy for ours. So I think he's going to do a good enough job, again, to make the under and the Astros strong play. Again, as with all these, you can always take the intersection, go Mariners, team total under, not a bad look as well. So a couple different ways to play that one. As with all of these, where I've given you a pick on the side and total, so 12 things to think about here on this show, uh, and hopefully you will have a profitable Saturday. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's right into your feed. I'll be back again for Monday's games. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.